you could learn something from someone a, a two-year-old to an eight-year-old like every people from different walks of life you can learn from them so i don't want to say like i don't want people to watch this just because i'm on the show but i think even the conversation that we're having there might be something that they'll pick up on that might change their life we don't know The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Sifi Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the Alpha Movement, and people call me the Alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value not like others, to join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, alphas, to a new inspiring episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today in the studio, I've got a very special alpha for you today. Today, we have the honor of hosting a remarkable individual who wears many hats, entrepreneur, actress, beauty blogger, and an influential figure in the world of fashion and lifestyle. An alpha guest who has carved own path in bustling city of Dubai, known to be as Diva D. She is a versatile female icon who has left a mark in a realm of entertainment and entrepreneurship. You recognize her as the first Emirati female on Netflix reality series, showcasing not only her captivating personality, but also her journey as a businesswoman, from running successful ventures like BYD streetwear cap line to organizing events through the picnic our guest today is the force to be reckoned with but it doesn't stop here she's not only a master's degree holder in project management but also currently pursuing a phd in the same field beyond her academic pursuit she shares her world on her youtube channels the diva d offering a glimpse into her life travel and family married to the renowned dj bliss together they are parents the two lovely kids adding a beautiful layer to the narrative of their life in Dubai. She gained a widespread recognition on TV show Dubai Bling, where her wit, fashion sense, and relatable personality shone through. DVD has become a beacon of inspiration, promoting positivity and self-acceptance. Today, we have the privilege of delving into the life and experience of the one and only Dania Muhammad, known as the DVD. So welcome to the Alpha Talks podcast. Thank you so much. What an amazing introduction. You deserve it. They, really. I always feel uncomfortable when people like, you know, say good things about me. I don't know how to act, but that was really nice. But Thank you really, so much. Thank, Thank you very much for coming today. Thank it's you an for honor for me. us. The first question I usually ask is, let's say when we publish the episode mm-hmm. and people will look at the thumbnail, they will see the title and they will think it's extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. What can you promise them today to gain if they gave us their time? Just anything. I think what they will gain is to, they're going to f- definitely see that what they see on Dubai Bling, maybe it's not all of me. There's deeper layers to me. Also, you know, I think, I think people like with whoever you have a conversation with, you learn something new. Mm-hmm. It could be from like a child. True. You could learn something from someone, a, a two-year-old to an eight-year-old like every people from different walks of life you can learn from them so i don't want to say like i don't want people to watch this just because i'm on the show but i think even the conversation that we're having 
there might be something that they'll pick up on that might change their life. We don't know. True. I love this answer. Let's start off. <laughs> how, are you, how do you feel today? I feel tired. Yeah. <laughs> Very tired. <laughs> We share this. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've been working like nonstop all the time. I have this drive to do more, even though like sometimes, you know, my friends are like, well, you've, you've got to that point where, you know, you've gotten to Netflix. Like, what more do you want? And I'm like, no, I want more. more. I want to work. And I feel like just sitting and doing nothing. I can't like my brain is constantly like thinking, mm -hmm. even if I have nothing to do, I think of another business idea exactly. or a video that I'm going to put on my YouTube or like my always, always thinking. Who is Dania from your perspective? If I ask, who's Dania? Wow. From my perspective, yeah. I see Dania as a mother. So like that is the, the most a title that I'm very proud of being a mother. Also, I'm a wife. Also, I'm a daughter. So these are all titles that go back to my family yeah. because my family are everything to me. Put the world aside and my family sides. Like, obviously, I would choose my family. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a lot of people maybe these days that would choose that if you give them all the wealth in the world or whatever they would be like we want that over our family so my family are who made me and like those are the titles that i'm always proud of to be and then after mm -hmm. my priority which are my family then after that i would label myself as an entrepreneur as a youtuber as the first emirati reality star on netflix so yeah these are the the other titles that i would give myself okay i'll go a little bit backwards And we start from the very, very beginning. Why, why you were born in Russia? <laughs> I don't, you know, you're the second person that asked me that. I've never been to Russia. No way. Someone just randomly wrote an article about me that I was born in Russia. I don't know how they came up with that. But I've never been to Russia. I was not born there. I'm actually born in Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. I'm a Marathi. But I would love to go to Russia. Wow. So you, you're not born in Russia? No, no, It's I'm not. all over the internet. That's so, <laughs> so funny. So we need to change it. Yeah. She's not born in <laughs> Russia. Yeah, yeah. So let's go a little bit into your childhood. Can you tell us some memories from your childhood? Or about your family, your upbringing? So growing up, I grew up in Abu Dhabi. I went to an American school from kindergarten until I graduated. The same school, same friends grew. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed, you know, like... I had a very stable childhood, very happy childhood. My parents allowed me to, you know, express who I am in regards to the way I speak, to my fashion sense, being just, they accepted me the way I am. Mm -hmm. My parents never tried to, like, you know, enforce uh, anything on, on me, which is why whenever they ask me for something, I openly accept because uh, I do it out of love, not mm -hmm. out of force. So I think... Uh, I, I am and was a very loved child mm -hmm. and I received, received a lot of love from my parents and I still do. And I think I'm very lucky to have that. So maybe a lot of kids... Family values for you is very high. Absolutely. Yeah. Another part of you, which I really, really respect when I got to know you and I understood that you have master's in project management mm -hmm. and even doing a PhD in project management. Well, no, I'm planning on doing a PhD, mm -hmm. but not project management. I'm looking at doing it in uh, probably something with sustainability. I haven't done it yet. It's my mm -hmm. goal to, to do a PhD. But how is education important to you even now? Because, okay, you're, I won't say you're top of the hill, mm -hmm. being a star, a blogger, influencer, and still pursuing education. 
So growing up, education was really important to me. I like from from a young age, and my dad always used to say, like, uh, I'm Muslim, so my dad always used to say the first word in the Quran is iqra, oh. which means read. So he always, always encouraged me to read and always encouraged me to like seek education. Mm. So in school, I was always learning. And then I did this program in school called the International Baccalaureate Program, which is IB. Yeah. So IB like teaches you to, you know, further understand, you know, education and question everything and all of that. So I think it was these small seeds that were planted into my head from a young mm-hmm. age. And it was the love I had for education. So then I, I did my undergrad in international affairs and minor in psychology. Then I decided to do my master's in project management. Mm-hmm. And PhD was something that I always wanted. Like, you know, I think that's the last yeah. level of education, True. right? Getting a PhD. And now with my crazy lifestyle, um, I still don't want to give up on that promise that I did to myself saying I will get my PhD, PhD. one day. So I, even, if it, even if I get it and I don't ever use, use it, it it's just a promise I did to myself and I want to fulfill that promise. What's your opinion? You know, these days, a lot of entrepreneurs, what you see them on social media, they say like, there is no need for education. You just need to have the skills needed. Don't send your kids to universities. What's your opinion on that? So there's two opinions. There's the opinion where they say Steve Jobs never went to university mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, one of the most historical people on the planet and he changed the world and all of that. And there's also the other side where education is a very beautiful thing, whether you get a degree and work in that degree or whether you don't. So I've done my master's. I'm not working in anything related to what I studied. I studied politics. Like I never went Mm -hmm. into politics. You know, I studied psychology. I'm not a therapist. There's all these education changes you as a person. It allows you to be empathetic for other people. It allows you to, you know, be understanding, uh, understanding a sector. Education, like I think. Structures your mind in a way. Absolutely. And, you know, regardless of what you learn, I think you should always learn. And the thing is, like, now, right now, we're living in a very hard time. There's so many wars going on. There's so many different groups that don't get along with each other arguments. And I think it comes down to a lack of education. Mm -hmm. Right? So. Proper education proper Uh, education so i think if people were well educated like for example let's say i'm not going to talk about religion i'm not going to talk about countries i'm going to talk about Mm -hmm. colors Mm -hmm. let's say you like the color blue Mm -hmm. and i like the color pink and i hate you because Because. you like the color blue but if i was educated on the color blue and i i understood what the, the value of the color blue and I understood what that means mm-hmm. through education. So when I come to you and I see that you love the color, color blue, even though I don't, I, accept it. I will respect it. your mm-hmm. point of view. So education is very deep. And I always, like my children will always be educated. I always will, will push them to do, you know, pursue their, their uh, career in, any, in, in education and so forth. Everybody will speak to you. who we'll always get bling as the first thing to talk about. But mm-hmm. I'll talk it. And I'll talk from a different angle now. Entrepreneurship. And you wear different hats. You have different businesses. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about it. Like why you have this entrepreneurial spirit in you. Besides having... Your name is already enough. Mm-hmm. I think... You have a cap brand. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think it starts from a lot of 
aspects you know it's mm. like it's you know there's so many different reasons but let me tell you my reason yeah. so my first business was byd and that was my streetwear cap line which i started 2013 and i was in university around that time and it was the first time i went to new york and i saw children like not children but the younger mm. generation you know hustling and starting businesses and you know i'm like oh my gosh like you know new york is really the the city of hustle True. right mm. so when i saw that i'm like i want to like do something like i want to start a brand so i'm like oh like i came up with this idea of mermaid i love the mm. word mermaid i always thought i was a mermaid mm. so I'm like, let me put it on a cap so i found like a font that that is mermaid in arabic calligraphy mm. and i put it on a cap and i went to chinatown in in new york mm. And I went to a shop and I said, make me 12 caps that says mermaid, just 12 caps. Mm. So I wore it. And in New York, I was getting so many compliments. Everyone's like, oh, we love your cap. Then I came back to the UAE and everyone's like, oh, where's this cap from? We want to get it. So there was an interest. Whoa. So I'm like, this could be a business. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was still in university. So I'm like, OK, let me create this into a business. And it's easy. You know, it's just something small. It's just a cap line. And then when there was interest and people started wearing it, like I would go out and I see a few people wearing my caps. Like it was so it was a proud moment mm. for me so then i st i pursued it i i did more designs and and i started with that it just started with an idea it yeah. started with being motivated and right taking an action on it. taking an yeah. action so then after that my other business was youtube so my husband was doing vlogs every day mm. and i was like sometimes you put me on his vlogs and i was so shy mm -hmm. and you know all of that yeah. so then one day i traveled to uh, sweden for a music festival and I told uh, Bliss, I'm like, give me your vlogging camera. I'll vlog for you and you can use this content and use it channel. for your channel, yeah. right? Like that, that's a favor mm -hmm, for true. any content creator. So he's like, yeah, sure. So I went, I filmed for three days. I came back, I gave him the content and he's like, he put it into his videos and he used three days worth of content. Only 30 seconds made it onto the video. So to me, it was, it was like, like a, oh my God, it yeah. was like, you know, like I was heartbroken. So I'm like all this hard work in only 30 seconds. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to use this content. I'm going to create my own YouTube channel. Oof. So I sat down with the content. I didn't know how to edit videos. I went onto my laptop, iMovie. I started YouTubing. How do you edit, edit movies, videos on, on iMovie? I taught myself. It took me like for a, a, maybe a 10 minute video. It took me maybe six, seven hours to edit that video. Wow. But I did it. And I did another video. So out of these three days of filming, I got four uh, vlogs out. So then I'm like, okay, now that I have four edited vlogs, how do I, what's the name that I'm going to choose for my channel? Mm -hmm. So my friends in Sweden were calling me, oh my God, you're such a diva. I was complaining. So they're like, you're such a diva. You're such a diva, uh -huh. diva D. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, let me, let me just put diva D. Yeah. And that's how I came up with the name diva D. So it started from my YouTube channel. So then I did YouTube. And I was getting like... How did you break the fear of being in front of camera? Because a lot of people like this, oh, I don't want to make content. I'm mm. not comfortable in front of camera. I think it was uh, definitely my husband, you know, mm. like, because he was doing vlogs. He was putting me on camera. I was, seeing, I was seeing how I looked on camera. I'm like, oh, I, like, I don't look bad. Mm -hmm. He, like, he, he does it all the time. I was, he was my, like, I was learning from him subconsciously. Uh -huh. You know yeah. what I mean? So I kind of had knew how to do it. And then when I was editing the videos, I realized like what mistakes I was doing while shooting. And, yeah. I always like this is an advice I give everyone. If you want to start your own YouTube channel and you want to be successful, you need to edit your own videos. If you give it to uh, someone else, it's not going to be successful. Like I re per unless you're like like already a developed mm -hmm. person, then OK, 
But I like this advice. Till this Go day, ahead. I edit my own videos. No way. I swear. I don't give it to anyone. And to that's, see the mistakes and yeah. work it out. At some point, I think I'm going to give it to yeah. people. But till this day, I edit my YouTube videos because I feel like I can only tell my own story. No one else knows me as well. In the way you want. Yeah. So anyway, so then the, the whole YouTube, the reason why I brought YouTube up, because that's like another business for me, because mm. I have a stream of income from YouTube. So started posting videos, barely getting views. Then one day I started, I'm like, let me do research. So, you know, when mm -hmm. you do education, you learn about research, right? So I'm like, let me research on what are the videos right now on YouTube that are trending, that are doing well. And let me figure that out. So I, uh, during that time, there was this trend about worst reviewed makeup artists mm -hmm. in my city. So I went and I like Google, uh, like YouTube them. And I went through maybe like 20, 30 videos, like from the most viewed to like maybe 10, 20 mm -hmm. views on it. And I, I took what I what I thought works and what doesn't work, what music works, what kind of, you know, all. Wow. I did mm -hmm. a lot of research. So then I'm like, OK, let me film this video. So I went to um, a worst reviewed place. Mm -hmm. I went, I filmed uh, like I did my makeup. It was disaster. And then I started like you know, using different things from different videos that I saw that worked. And I was writing my thoughts on like, when the lady was doing my makeup, I was writing my thoughts. I'm like, oh my God, this makeup is so bad. Like it was mm -hmm. just, it was funny. Cause my thoughts in general, I'm a funny person. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but I'm actually very <laughs> funny. So I did it and I'm like, oh, this video is definitely gonna do like, well, like I'm gonna get 2000 views on it. You know, before I was getting a hundred, mm -hmm. maybe like 200 was my maximum wow. amount of views, right? But this time I'm like, oh, so I'll get like 2000. It's gonna be a good video. I woke up the next day, I was at 5,000 views. And this, the day after 15, it just kept going up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was like, like, it was crazy. And then in one month, I hit 1 million views on that video. And that's what made my the whole thinking process, my YouTube focus, career. Yeah. It, like, really, that's what really that, that one video that I use research that comes back to education. Mm -hmm is what made my YouTube channel. And then since then, I had like over 10 viral videos. My, my views on my channel were over 25 million views on my YouTube channel. So that's how I began the, the, the career of a YouTuber. True. Nothing happens haphazardly. No. You said like uh, education, research, to find the right thing and do it. Everything is related. How long did it take you? Because a lot of people are asking, like, how long does it take to reach this? Okay, it has to go viral and, and, and. Mm -hmm. but how long did it take you to reach this point? Okay, maybe I was lucky, but it took me a few, like six months. Mm -hmm. From when I started to when I hit the, my, my viral video. Very lucky. Very <laughs> lucky. No, really. And I think, you know... Uh, but you did the groundwork. That's the thing. I did a lot of research. It's not like just videoing something and put it and like just crossing fingers that things would happen. I think everything just worked out. I think people, the fact that people found me funny, mm -hmm. the, the fact that the makeup was so bad and the makeup artist did so many mistakes, that was <laughs> like helped. something. These are all like <laughs> yeah, things factors. that worked out, you know? So it was great. So that was like, so YouTube is a stream of income yeah. for me. Then after YouTube, I decided to go into event planning, mm -hmm. which is the other business that I have with my business partner called The Bicnic. Mm -hmm. So it's like picnic, yeah, but with exactly, a B. Yeah. yeah, you know, like a funny twist on it. Our twist. Yeah, <laughs> our culture our, twist. Our yeah. Arab twist, <laughs> yeah. The Bicnic. Yeah. So I did that. And that's basically just, it works only in the winter time when the weather is good. And mm -hmm. we do like beautiful setups on Dubai beaches or parks. And you have like, the Dubai skyline. It's a very like nice thing to do with your Why friends. Why this idea came to you? Okay, so one very day- Very diversified. Yeah. I know, yeah. So I went from apparel to uh, content to uh, event planning. Yeah, 
basically I was like just uh, in, on the beach during the winter, like just walking. And then I saw that there was so many different, like uh, not so many, but there was a few companies that were setting up like setups yeah. on the beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they look so bad. I can do it so much better. An opportunity. Mm-hmm. Opportunity. And I just took it and I did it. And like, I enjoyed it. Like everything I do, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something I do by force. I'm like, oh my God, I need to do this to make money. Or like, I don't, You, if you go into a business thinking of money, it's not going to be successful. True. You need to go into a business loving it. And then money comes after. So if there's passion in the work that you do, eventually you're going to be successful. There's a lot of challenges you face and you have to pass through it. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me about Blink. How did this, okay, content, apparel, events, Blink. <laughs> how, how was, first of all how did this opportunity Come. appear to you mm-hmm. and how did you accept it or think about it because it's not an easy one yeah so basically how it happened was they actually reached out to my husband mm-hmm. and they wanted him on the show because he's an Emirati DJ super controversial mm-hmm. not common you don't find an Arab DJ like it's True. not common right so they reached out to him he first thought it was a prank he mm-hmm. thought it wasn't real then he, he said okay yeah he had an interview with them they're like yeah we want you And then he's like, you know, you should meet my wife. She's crazy. And then they're like, okay, yeah. we'll meet her. So then they met me. They're like, oh, wow. Like, we love you. Like, your personality. You're perfect for this show. We want you on. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's do it. Because before, like, me and Bliss always watch reality TV. Uh-huh. We love mm-hmm. reality TV. And always when we're watching, we're like, wouldn't it be so cool if we were on a reality Star TV? Star Academy timing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I've yeah, watched Star Academy. <laughs> uh, We've watched Love and Hip Hop, yeah, which is an American reality mm-hmm. TV. I watch uh, Real Housewives of Beverly mm. Hills. So there's so many yeah. reality TV that I love. So for us to be on one, it was like, you know, something that we're like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, we'd be perfect for it. And it wasn't something that we thought, oh, maybe we should think about it. We, we said, let's just do it. Yes. Life is about experiences. True. Some good, some bad, but you should take the experience. But as a first reality show, mm-hmm. challenges. Mm-hmm. Tell us. In a reality show yeah i think when people watch reality tv they think it's so like glamorous and so easy and all of that but they don't know the the hours that Mm. go into filming uh, the hours that go into getting ready the hours that go into choosing outfits the hours that we spend away from our kids like there's so much that goes into it and it's long hours and it's tiring and there's also drama in in between everything that's happening so it's also like mentally very Draining. So there's a lot of things. So we might look happy on camera sometimes, but you don't know what we're going on uh, through. Yeah. The first season finished. Mm-hmm. How do you see from your perspective the audience response and how did you handle it? So uh, season one, uh, when it came out, it was a bit overwhelming for me. Um, I've I've been on YouTube. I've gotten yeah. like international uh, recognition, but not on a Netflix level. Netflix is like the next mm-hmm. level, right? So it was very overwhelming. You know, so you, you, obviously you're going to get good comments, but you also get bad comments. True. And if you get 100 good comments and you get two bad comments, you focus on the bad comments. And that's something that I, all of us are, are guilty of. And I, I hope one day that I can... I'm learning now with season two. Yeah. I'm learning to ignore the... But it's totally different than being a YouTuber. Also, you could get negative comments Oh, on yeah. YouTube. YouTube oh, there was this one time, this YouTube, a Spanish YouTuber, she did a full video... Just saying really mean things about me. No way. Dedicated video just to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like going in and then she got her followers to come into my page and leave really mean comments to me. So that Are was my, serious? yeah, that, and I cried. Like I really cried 
that was my first online bullying experience mm-hmm. on a very large scale. So I've hit like I think that doesn't get worse than that. You know, like a very known uh, YouTuber doing YouTube videos about you. So then with Dubai Bling, obviously, like it was like spamming mean comments that I was getting comments on videos, on TikTok, on Twitter, you know, everywhere online. But when I would go out in public, never have I ever till this day, knock on wood, had anyone come up to me and say, you know, I don't like you. I was going to ask you something first. Never. So always happen online. In real life, public, Everyone, so much love online. People want to take pictures. They're friendly. So I always think like, are these like, real people i always like mm-hmm. the comments that i get the negative comments i don't look at them as real people i'm like you know this is just an account that's like i don't see them as real people because real people have feelings and they don't want to hurt other people's feelings True. so that's how i deal with it but yeah season one i i feel like i was the villain you know they portrayed yeah, me as exactly. the villain yeah. because when i came on season one i was not supposed to be a main cast i was supposed to be the wife of dj bliss ah, okay so i came on and then when when the they saw like my style they saw my personality they saw that i developed like a friendship with ibrahim we mm. became really close they're like oh we made a mistake like she should have been main mm-hmm. cast ah. so then towards the end they realized that and they gave me more scenes and stuff but it was kind of like too late because you know the show Already, was ending yeah, portrayed it in a way so they couldn't really show who i really was so i think it ended off me kind of being the villain um initially it was too much for me but i learned to work with the cards that was dealt to me mm-hmm. and honestly i i de- worked with it great and i got so many great like um you know brand deals true uh exposure like i took what they gave me and i worked with it and it you worked I always tell like my brothers, my friends, I'm like, when an opportunity is in front of you, take it. I had the opportunity of Dubai Bling Netflix as a plus one. Yeah. I took that opportunity. I changed my, I mean, I gave an effort to my style. I gave an effort to my personality. I, I gave so much because I'm like, there's not every, not every day you get a, to be on Dubai Bling. On Netflix. So, you know, don't take anything for granted. Nothing for granted. Never. Right. Even if it's like, Bibling, even if you're the star of a show, never take that for granted. Always be grateful. Season two started. Mm-hmm. What should people expect? You I said like, mm, season one, closer to the end, they start to portray you. Season two. Season two, you see a completely different Dania. Um, you get to know me better. And it's not only me, it's the cast get to know me better. And they, they kind of, you know, like, oh, we, we misjudged her. She's actually a really nice person. Mm-hmm. So you definitely see the softer side to me, the more peaceful side to me, the entrepreneur side to me, the mother side to me, like all of these vulnerable sides. There's a lot of vulner- vulnerability that I have in season two, where at season one, I was like, you know, the strong mm-hmm. villain, unapologetic, you know, and I'm still unapologetic, but in a nice yeah. way, mm-hmm. you know. We're so much wishing you all the best with season two. And I'm sure I st- still didn't watch it yet. but. Of course, starting the weekend, I will start. Yes. And I'm sure <laughs> it's going to be a bomb. You're well known for your fashion in the fashion industry. Mm, what's your approach to fashion? You really wear a lot of hats. So <laughs> going from this, this and that and fashion. Mm. Now, what's your approach with fashion? Mm, that's a good question. So fashion to me, I'm a very like expressive person. In my words, the way I dress, in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. 
um and when it comes to fashion i don't have a specific like rule in fashion i just dress the way i feel like that day so if i feel like a queen i'll dress like a queen if i feel like you know today i'm feeling down i'll feel i'll wear maybe like dark clothes mm -hmm. like it just depends on my mood and what i like and uh i don't like to follow trends i don't like like i want to ask you do you follow trends absolutely, absolutely not no. if there's a trend mm -hmm. in fashion I'll go the other way. I would. I never like looking like the crowd. I like to look different all the time. And I think it starts from childhood, like the way my mom used to dress me. She used to like dress me very different than all the kids. She used to be, put like really unique pieces on mm -hmm. me. So I think I think I like the attention I got as a, as a kid with all the unique pieces. And that's just something that like has transcend transcended into my fashion style till now. Wow. You attend a lot of fashion events. Your presence in these fashion events, what kind of message you want to convey in the event? Being yourself. Mm -hmm. So the so yeah, I go to a lot of events, and one thing is being true to my values and my morals. So if you look at the way I dress, everyone says it. This is something I didn't want to really promote. It's just mm -hmm. who I am. I'm very. I have. Uh, I'm into modest fashion. So anything that I wear is modest because that's what I like. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't like to be, you know, uh, peer pressured in the industry. You know, if you want to be in the fashion world, you need to show more skin. You need to wear this type of clothing. I will not allow anyone to pressure me. I can be fashionable and still be covered and still look good. And I think that's what I always try to show. And I think people are picking up on it that who said that you need to show skin to be fashionable? You, you can cover everything and be the most fashionable person in the room. I respect that. Thank you. beauty and being a beauty influencer as well yes what kind of message also you want to convey with this? so i think beauty is in the eye of the beholder mm -hmm. right and beauty there's so many different types of beauty but the most beautiful thing i know it's so cliche but it's the beauty within so i think people need to really you know focus on being good people kind people that's where the beauty actually comes out you can be the most beautiful girl on the outside but if From the inside, you're not a good person and you're not beautiful. People are eventually going to pick that up. True. And it's going to make you look ugly, right? So, like, very transparent in all the beauty treatments that I do. If I do Botox, if I do fillers, if I do facials. Like, I show it always on my social mm -hmm. media. Even if you look at my YouTube videos, like, I, I show everything. Yeah. And, you know, I always want to show that you shouldn't be ashamed. Before, like, if I would... If someone post, post a picture of me with no makeup, mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, my God, I look so ugly. Delete mm -hmm. it, whatever. Now... I'm like, it's okay. This is who I am. I accept myself the way I am. And I love myself the way I am. And I want girls to be able to love themselves the way they are. Because no matter how you look, you're perfect the way you are. You're beautiful the way you are. Don't let the beauty standards that society has placed on us affect your mental health or the way sure. you look. As long as you're happy with the way you look, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. A lot of people take the opinion of people too much close to their heart mm -hmm. and actually make them stop. in doing or pursuing their passion. I'll talk about your YouTube channel because it's a big channel. Mm -hmm. And if I ask you what kind of memory or a video that you have that you really, from the early times now, that really made an impact and has a close connection to you. Definitely the video that went viral. The first viral video first that one. I have, which is the video that has the most views right now. It's almost at 10 million views. And I think that video, I'm always thankful for that video. 
because I, I paid the makeup artist 350 dirhams that day. <laughs> and that 350 was the best investment I ever made. True. Yeah. True, so that's true. the video. You do a lot of collaborations for like with brands. If a brand comes to you, want to collaborate, what are you looking for? Like values match? What kind of theme? Yeah. So if a brand approaches me, there's like me personally, I don't say yes to any brand. It needs to, you know, make sense to me. Just because they pay me, it doesn't mean that I would go with them. It has to make sense. It should go with my brand. If a brand wants to work with me, it should make sense to go with my brand because I'm a brand myself. Mm -hmm. And um, and those are the things I look for, like their values, their ethics. Uh, what what kind of where have they invested their money into? I do a lot of background checks before, before. you collaborate. Absolutely. Wow. But I've been lucky that the brands that have reached out to me have been, been like matching, fitting, you know, fitting yeah. and also international brands that are well known. So it's easy to do mm -hmm. research on them. So if, if a brand reaches out to me and they're not very known, I really have to really make sure, do a lot of background research before I get into it, because it could be a scam and then I be associated with it because people think that, you know, just because we're influencers and our life is easy, mm -hmm. like, oh, they just collaborate with brand and make money. True. No, they don't know that, like, there's influencers that have collaborated with brands and ended up in jail. True. Right. So it's it's a big risk. It's uh, like you can get in, in a lot of legal issues. So you have to be very careful. And it goes back to education. True. This mm -hmm. all goes back to education. You need to be educated on what kind of brands to work with and what not to work what with. What kind of values do you have? Has to fit. Absolutely. Yeah. We were talking before the podcast. The amount of things that we carry and we want to do, do, keep doing. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you're doing now also is the podcast. Yeah. So tell us about it. Oh yeah, that's my other business. I forgot. Yeah. Like I forgot. <laughs> See, I've, I have podcast. a you forget. Like it's a problem when you have so many that you True. forget one of them. So yeah, so I started my podcast, Meet My Friends, mm -hmm. and I love the name actually. Thank you yeah. so much. So basically, the whole concept of my podcast is. I want my audience to meet my friends and meet people that inspire me and, and shape me to who I am today. Mm -hmm. And different people from different walks of life shape me. So my first guest was uh, Mr. Rizwan Sajjan, which is the chairman of Danube Group. He's uh, like a multimillionaire, billionaire. He's, he's a very inspirational person. And I wanted people to watch that podcast that I had with him to see why he inspires me because mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a very inspirational person. The second podcast I had was with Rami and Rami is like, he's everything. He does so many things. He's like a life coach. He, he, he's been through leukemia. He survived leukemia at 25. Mm. Like he has a very strong stories. So I, I do inspiring stories and also people that are my friends, you know? I want to ask you, so you're only getting on your podcast the people that you know. Yes. Yeah. Very or interesting I approach, actually. Yeah, but like maybe one day I'll get you safe mm -hmm, on my yeah. podcast. Now that we've spoken, True. like I get to know you. Like it, you don't have to be my best friend. Yeah. You just have to be someone that I know. Like a, so acquaintance. I know something about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we I I know you like enough that we've had a conversation that I know you would be great to come onto my podcast. True, to give value to your yeah. audience. Yeah. What do you want to achieve with this? I think what I want to achieve is inspiring others you know i think knowledge is something that should be shared and if i learn something from you i want my audience to learn it from you if me and you had a conversation off camera about 
you know, you being motivated and doing all these businesses. Mm -hmm. I want that conversation to come on my podcast and I want my audience to hear that because if you're giving me value, I want that value to be so, sent to my audience as well. Doing all this, how do you balance being a parent? <laughs> That's the, how? I don't know. That's the question that everyone asks me. And I, I ask myself, I'm like, how are you doing wow. this? Definitely a lot of coffee. <laughs> Honestly, like coffee really helped. But I think women have superpowers. I really, I believe so. I really yeah. think so. If a woman can be pregnant for nine months, carry a child for nine months, give birth to a child, just just that, that's a superpower. I don't think any man can do it, with all due respect to men. And I think if she can do that, she can do anything. And I always remind myself, remember who you are. You are a woman, you are powerful, and you can do it. And I keep motivating myself, and my children are always my motivation. Every child I had, I, I wanted to do more. I think if I have another child, I'll want to do more. more. You know, they always inspire me. I want to always be a better person. I want to always be a better a businesswoman there's so many things like every time i anything i do i always go back to my kids but it's not easy no it's not it's so hard so the the way i balance is for example like if i have a shoot i'll take my kids with me mm. to the shoot so i'll spend time with my kids they'll see the business and i want to inspire my kids i want my kids to be like oh my mom is an independent well yeah i am an into you know my mom is a businesswoman she's independent she's she she works hard and i want them to see that it's it's okay to have a. I want my son Zayed to get married to a strong, independent woman. True. I want my daughter to grow up to become an independent woman, and I and and I want to be that role model for my kids. I love that. I respect that very much. Thank you. What is success for you? So I think success for me is. That's a good question. I'm always asking. I think I I, I honestly think for me there's no definition to success. I feel like. Like when I hit course, YouTube, yeah. YouTube, that was success because yeah. that was my goal. I'm like, I want to get that 100K silver plaque, mm, you know, true. that YouTube yeah, gives. Exactly. That was my goal. And I got it. And I'm like, okay, what's next? Okay, I want to get like, I don't know how many views on my channel over this amount. And I, and I got that. So I think depending on your path in life, there's a point of success. Once you get that, you, you, you build another point of success. Mm -hmm. So like my after YouTube, I'm like, okay, what's my next point of success? Netflix. That was another, you know, yes. I leveled up. What's after Netflix? Maybe getting into movies, maybe acting. So maybe that's my le next level of success. Same thing for education. High school was one level of success. Then getting my undergrad was another level. Then getting yeah. my master's. So it's always like what, what um, definitions of success you put on yourself, not what anyone else puts sure. on you, right? There, you know, like I would say like even teachers can say like, I'm going to be successful if I'm going to be a good teacher for my students. Even Absolutely. That's, uh, whatever people can think it's small or whatever but that's for that person that's success when it's enough when is it when it's enough i don't know we talked about this off camera and that's a really interesting topic but yeah. when it's enough i don't know i think it's never i think it's never yeah. and we were saying it this is a sickness mm, true in a way yeah. it's a positive yeah. sickness because we just want more and more and more and it's not like money-wise financially mm. we might be financially very stable very comfortable mm. but we get bored quickly and we just want to you know, it's that, I don't know, it's that never, drive never to ending. do more. And why, why should we stop? God gave us a brain to use it. We have hands, we have feet, we can, we can do things. Why should we just, you know, just because we're, we're financially stable, why should I'm we just done. sit down and do nothing, right? True. Why not use what has been given to us? You've been an influencer for a long time. Mm -hmm. What changed over time in influencers' landscape? 
Hmm, that's a good question. I think uh, influencing. I don't. I don't like the term influencer, mm, yeah. right? But it's placed it's an on influencing. us. Influencing, and it's influencing people in a way. Yeah, it is mm. because you know you have a following. True. They watch what you what you do. I think the older I get, the more and the bigger uh, my following becomes. I realize the 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 heaviness of the responsibility that we have. Um, so what I can do is be a better version of myself. I can't be the perfect person because I would that would not be mm-hmm. who I am because that would be fake. And people are smart; they can tell when you're being fake and when you're being True. real. I just can try to make myself a better person and hopefully inspire other people following me to be inspired to be a better version of themselves. A lot of entrepreneurs will be watching this. What do you think the key skills that is needed to be an entrepreneur? Skills. Mm. The key skills. I think uh, being able to wear a lot of hats, uh, being patient, and having passion. Mm-hmm. Do you think one of the most important skills for an entrepreneur to, to be good in selling? Because a lot of, you know, like gurus or whatever we see on social media, sell, mm. sell, 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 sell. Yes. It is. A hundred percent. You know, it's, and it goes back to the idea of influencers. You think a product will work without an influencer? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. You know, uh, influencers are the new marketing and people really underestimate influencers. And if you see Dubai Bling season one, you see how like, you know, some people try to look down on influencers, sure. but really, how, who's going to sell your products? Influencers. influencers. These days with their personal brand. Mm-hmm. If a person just graduated university now mm-hmm. and asked you, should I start my entrepreneurship journey right away or should I start a corporate job and, and, and. Why I'm asking this question? Because I want to ask you, is everyone can be an entrepreneur or it's for a specific DNA? Hmm, that's a very good question. I think it really depends on the person, but I would say go into a corporate uh corporate role in the beginning learn learn something. learn about the responsibilities learn about the business like anyone like if you talk to like billionaires that have like crazy amount of hotels if they are successful it's because they started as the bellboy in their in their hotel True. and they were they did like all types of jobs to realize what makes a hotel successful mm-hmm. so if you want to be an entrepreneur in anything at least work in that field Understand the ins and outs True. of it, and then you know uh, try to start your own business. Actually, this I come from the same school because I believe you have to learn first how the business is done. You want to be a marketeer or open a marketing agency, work in a marketing agency, see the business model, see the process, mm-hmm. see the revenue streams, and do it. I will revert back. Who's your inspiration? Hmm. <laughs> Who's my inspiration? Yeah. In what? I have inspirations in, in business. I have inspirations in sustainability. Like in what? In life. Wow. That's a hard mm. question because I don't have one inspiration. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I talk about your kids, in what area do you? Oh, my kids. Yeah. That's the yeah. answer. My kids inspire <laughs> me. Yeah. My kids are my inspiration. Yeah. What legacy do you want to leave? The legacy that I want to leave is Dania was a person that cared about this planet cared about climate change, cared about sustainability, and she made a difference. That's, I, don't, I don't think I've gotten there, but that's my goal. I want to be able to make a change. Why sustainability? Very interesting. I care about the planet. I think you know, it's, it's a topic that no one talks about, and climate change is real. 
and the world is changing and the oceans are drying up and you know we don't have the greenery we used to have in before like every the you know the climates around the worlds are are just the world is going crazy but it's been always like this like, no i think it now it's going at a rapid speed okay. it was always like that no, i mean your passion to it oh my passion mm-hmm. I don't know when my passion changed. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I don't know when my uh, how when I decided to actually start caring about like the climate or sustainability. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's a ve- you're asking good questions, mm-hmm. Steve, because you know mm-hmm. you're making me reflect on when was that shift that yeah. I started caring. I have no idea when it was, but what I know Suddenly, is right yeah. now, that's something that I really, really care about. For people who are looking to become content creator, influencer, what kind of advice? take the first step don't be scared do it even if you have one follower Mm -hmm. even if you have zero followers eventually someone's going to see your content just do it oh this is coffee from my new cafe the besties oh i forgot i also have another business yes (laughs) i keep forgetting i keep forgetting that's the latest business yes yeah what is it so when you watch season two of dubai bling me and Mm. ibrahim my friend on dubai bling We go and do, uh, we start a business together, which is called the Besties Cafe. And it's in El Sif in Dubai. Wow. And it's open now. So please check it out. It's a great place. And the concept started as yes. an idea. Mm-hmm. It was just a joke. Like me and him were like, haha, wouldn't it be so funny if we started a cafe and called it the Besties Cafe? Because we call each other yeah, the besties. besties. We're best friends. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're the besties. We're the besties. So uh, it was just a concept. And then we're like, hey, let's just do it. Like, let's just, we took the first step. And done. And we did it. And and it's it became successful. I mean, it, it's been open for a few months yeah. now. But it's because there was passion. We really wanted this to be successful. We believe in the brand, the Besties Cafe. Yeah. And 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 it's open now. And, and inshallah, it's going to do well. As I see in your eyes, you have a vision for it. Mm-hmm. What's the vision for it? The vision of the Besties Cafe is just a cafe that brings best friends together. So your best friend can be your best friend. Yeah. It can be your parent. It can be your child. It can be your neighbor. It can be anyone. Anyone can be your best friend. And the whole concept is just to bring your best friend, have a coffee with them. Uh, what should I order? I'm, I'm going to go this weekend. So You are? I, yeah, so what should I order? It depends what you like. So we have like coffee. We have smoothies. We have like nice sandwiches. We have dessert. <laughs> are you getting hungry cool. yeah, yeah i'm closing <laughs> now <laughs> all the best with it thank you so much what's a hidden talent or a skill do you have that nobody knows i can play basketball no way i swear uh, really? i can play basketball i can play volleyball i can play football and i was in all the sports teams in my high school years and in university i pursued basketball further cool. but and in senior year i was voted the athlete of the year So like that's something maybe a lot of people don't know. Mm. That's why when we were talking before shooting, when you told me like there's you prioritize sports mm-hmm. in your day. Yeah, sports is very important. There is a section in the podcast called the Alpha Quick Fire. Okay. So I'm gonna quick fire questions, and everybody will be waiting for you. Okay. So are you a morning person or a night owl? Night owl for sure. Mm-hmm. Favorite fashion trend right now? He doesn't follow. I don't follow trends. <laughs> Top beauty product that you can't live without? Hmm. I don't know. A lip liner. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you can use lip liner as lipstick and lip liner. Okay. Multifunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> Dream travel destination for a family vacation. Ooh. 
I it's not a dream vacation because mm-hmm. I've already been yeah. there, but it's Japan. Japan. I, I went there with my kids, and it was the best trip of our our as a family. Mm-hmm. And I would go there again and again and again. It's, Very interesting. Why? It's just I honestly I've been to Japan yeah. so many times, but I never went there with my kids. So this summer I went with my kids, and they loved it. Every day we could go to a different theme park. Uh, there's Disneyland. There's uh, Universal Studios. But I didn't expect this answer at all. You did it. Yeah. What were you expecting? Like Maldives, you know, like the hearing, like Maldives. <laughs> okay, Japan. <laughs> I love the non-standard things. Go to comfort food. French fries. Mm-hmm. Favorite city for shopping. Ooh, Paris. Favorite song on your playlist. No. Uh, Pink Matter by Frank Ocean. Cool. Best piece of advice you've ever received. Best piece of advice that I've ever received. I think it was good advice, but it's also like, I I told you this off camera, but the advice my mom gave me mm. is you're young once, so work hard. Mm, keep going. Keep going. Your biggest challenge you face as an entrepreneur. Oh my gosh. The biggest challenge? Mm-hmm. I think maybe going in a, in a business venture with a business partner that wasn't transparent. Mm. and partner. Yeah. I think that's something that really people need to be very well aware of. If you if you're going into a business partnership, make sure you trust the person. Make sure, sure you know everything about them. Don't just go into a business partnership because the product works, but you don't know the person. 100%. So yeah. Your favorite book or TV series? So my favorite book is The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. book. TV series of obviously Dubai Blink. Of course. Of course. <laughs> If you had a time machine, which era would you visit? Ooh, I love that question. Which era would I visit? Oof, wow, that's a very uh, good question. I don't know. <laughs> I think the 70s. The 70s. It was such a, like a shift in everything. True. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad is from the 70s. That's yeah. his generation. So I would like be to curious see to see. what happened. Yeah. Your life biggest regret? I don't believe in regrets. A habit that contributed to your success? Uh, drive. Your favorite car brand? Ooh, that's a hard question. I don't know. Right now I have a McLaren, mm-hmm. but I like my McLaren mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, Maybe right tomorrow now. I'll like a Bugatti. Mm-hmm. Inshallah one day I'll have a Bugatti. Yeah. <laughs> favorite watch brand? Watch? I would say classic Rolex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite color? Lavender. What's an alpha for you? Ooh. Alpha is a leader, a risk taker, a leader, a risk taker, and someone that stands out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. What's new for you? What's coming next? Hmm. Something that people will wait. My Project. podcast. Ooh. My podcast. Yeah. Safe on my podcast. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Wish you all the best with it. Thank you. What would be your final message to one of these audiences? I think my final message would be, please take care of this planet, take care of the earth, care about climate change, sustainability, the simple R's, reduce, recycle, and reuse. You know, this is our planet. We only have one planet. And if we don't take care of it, we won't have another one. Yeah. We have a ritual in our podcast called the Alpha Talks Memoir. It's like a journal. Okay. The Alpha Guest will do three things. Mm -hmm. The first one, like the Alpha Guest writes about the experience they had in the Alpha Talks podcast. The second is ask a question to the next Alpha 
guest. Mm. It's a way of connecting alphas together. Okay. But they don't know who's writing the question. I like that. Yeah. And the third one, who do you recommend to be the next alpha guest? Do you think that they can add value to the audience? But before moving to this, we'll do it after shooting, is you answer the question from the previous alphabet. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. I like the concept. Oof. When and why you cried the last time? Ooh. Mm. When and why did I cry the last time? That's, you know, there's been situations where I wanted to cry, but I couldn't, I didn't allow myself because mm -hmm. of like, like if I break down, khalas, everything Done. will yeah collapse. Mm -hmm. Because like, like we were discussing off camera, like we do so many things. We have so many hats. So I'm like, I have so many things that I'm carrying. And if I like lose focus, everything's going to fall. So, and I don't think, I'm not saying it's healthy. But that's where, like, I don't remember the last time I cried, to be honest. Well, yeah. You have absolutely strong character that I can see. Thank you. Uh, and I really enjoyed the podcast with you today. The interview was amazing. And I have to say one thing. You always have a perception, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I watched Blink per season. I'm not saying that you're a totally different person, but I love your character. Thank you what I saw today and the conversation that we had and it will push me to see Blink 2 because I am sure I will see the authentic you. Thank so you. thank you very much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure and an honor and I hope you enjoyed the experience. I really did. Thank you for having me. It was a great podcast. Thank you. Thank and of you. course we'll have another one. Coming soon. Soon. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born, they're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Safer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you exactly. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay alpha.